When quarantine hit last year, well, the first quarantine, <laughs> it seemed like everyone started a podcast, but few have risen to the top like the show created by my guest this week. With a laid-back vibe and a guest list filled with tons of incredible folks, it is one of the funniest shows I've heard in ages. My name is Jeremy Kirkland, and this is Blamo. My guests this week are Chris Black and Jason Stewart, hosts of the Bicoastal Elite podcast, How Long Gone. Chris and Jason discuss their nonstop podcast life, test shots, where did Jake Davis go, living bi-coastal, hanging with Phoebe Bridgers, Daft Punk's breakup, and which one of them is Paul Simon. Last but not least, we chat taking the show on the road. Jeremy, it's going to be a long 90 minutes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you blocked off too much time. You, you're doing this to yourself. This is called torture. <laughs> when the top becomes the bottom. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. hold on so yeah. here's i'll be honest with you here's my here's yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get all white dude and basically try to explain you guys to yourself right well, please like, do and um here's my, here's my take of how long gone it's it's intimidatingly good but it is at a momentum that is i can barely keep up I would say mm -hmm. I'm a good, I might be a good six weeks behind. We'd love to hear that. Six weeks? Well, he's a, he's a busy six guy. Six weeks? What? Damn, bro. It's like you got kids and other shit. It's like you got kids well, and like, other I, shit to I'm do a, or something. Come on, man. Priorities. So there, there are things where like I'll, you know, like as soon as Phoebe dropped, I listen to that while I'm in the shower. Like who mm -hmm. listens to podcasts uh -oh. in the shower? It's some dweeb, but mm -hmm. that was me. Need a little alone time. <laughs> Yeah, on me I blasting it. it through the little Sonos, like getting in there. But it's, I don't know how you guys do so many episodes so often, like in like, what is, how much like- And have production? them sound so good on top of it. Also very true. <laughs> but like, uh, how, um, what's your production schedule that you're doing through here? Like, I, I just like, what's, what's the word? Production schedule, we record, so we record three episodes a week of How Long Gone. Um, they come out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then on Saturdays we have How Long Gone Radio, which is our Spotify music show where we listen to all the new music that came out that week. So basically, we record. Um, I get all the files, I mix it, master it, all that stuff. Um, the, you know, that same afternoon, make the artwork. You know, get it all uploaded and and everything. Put the ads in, and and you know, the next morning, pop. Pop it up on Twitter, hit the retweet, and and then uh, you know hit the showers. Wait, Chris, what do you do? <laughs> That's it. What do I do? What, <laughs> did you not hear me? I'm the front man. I show up. No, no, I, I, um, I, uh, I, I do all the booking. Um, so that is a kind of ongoing process where it's just mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, like I hit somebody. I mean, we try to. The thing is, we're booked like at this point, like a couple. I would say a month and a half, two months in advance. Um, but that just allows us a safety net, I think, to reshuffle if someone, mm -hmm. you know, like some of these some of these people with with busier schedules or or higher profile names, shit gets moved around, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But it's 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 fairly we we haven't really had any crazy any crazy um scheduling snafus. Yeah. Um but I guess my my job here beyond being the co host is to kind of pay attention to who should come on mm -hmm. and when and why. Um, and I think 
between our two um our skill sets we've kind of carved out this this zone where uh i think that i'm oftentimes booking someone jason is is loosely familiar with versus like ultra familiar with putting it nicely um, thank you which i think gives us this (laughs) well no i mean i think it's nice i think it's basically like there's an element of Mm -hmm. discovery to to what's happening and there's and i'm there oftentimes to be the more familiar person so it's kind of we're we're able to do both where and it doesn't feel i I don't know unless i book a dj then the opposite happens (laughs) <laughs> yeah I try to take those days off if i can but you know so I, I, unfortunately it's a two-man yeah, two operation the only way so or the only choice. reason why we're able to do it with this breakneck cadence is that the jobs that he is doing i don't want to do and the jobs that i are doing i am doing he doesn't want to do and it kind of you know by the luck of the draw shuffled out perfectly that way that we're good at those opposite things yeah damn See, because here's the other good thing. You guys have good co-host valley in the sense that when there's, and I mean, and here's the thing, like, I mean, I've, I've listened to tons of episodes and occasionally there's like a tiny bit of awkwardness where the guest is like, wait, what? Oh, like, are they messing with me? Are they, are they serious? And then you always have another person <laughs> that can kind of jump in and adjust the temperature in the mm-hmm. room. Like... Yeah, the co-host. You got to get you, uh, Jeremy. You got to get you a CB, is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that that is the you know, I, it, it's interesting, and you, I'm sure you know this, being a a long-standing professional podcaster. But you know, p- some people come on and they have listened to the show and they love it, and we're friends. Some people come on and they're they have never listened; they have no idea what they're getting into. And then other people are like, I was told I should do this by my friends that are cool, so I looked at it for ten minutes before <laughs> I came on. Those are the three those are the three mm-hmm. styles, I feel like, of people of people that come on the show. And all of those offer great <laughs> things to mm-hmm. for, for Jason and There's I to, gold to, in to all use three of for, for our advantage. <laughs> but Exactly, exactly, exactly. So I think it's I, I also think there's there's something to be said about uh, cause people ask us this a lot, like, oh, it's so crazy. Like, have you had duds and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bro, it's like, we're, we're there to have fun and like, we're going to kind of make it fun no matter what. That's kind of the, you know, it's, it's like going on a bad date. Like how bad can it be if you're there to entertain? Mm, you yourself? clearly haven't been on many, you know, bad it's dates. like <laughs> that, that's, that's half of it. Well, I, but you know, I mean, I'm saying like, I think that Jason and I are just, we're going to have fun together. And if the guest wants to get in on it with us, they should. <laughs> but if they don't get it, then mm-hmm. this will be done yeah, in an I hour. Mean, that, yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, <laughs> I definitely put myself in a hole a bunch because, like, coming on Blamo or anything, so much of it is like, what's your story? And blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's this long thing where, like, sometimes, yeah. especially right now with quarantine, I feel like people just want to, they just want to vibe. Like, they just want to you know complain about a marvel movie or like talk about something that is not so urgent you know that mm-hmm. it's not and and just like react to what's yeah. happening at the moment and like i i i mean you guys you guys are you guys like are yeah. always nailing that well we like you know we had when we had phoebe bridgers on you're just talking about her we spent the first half of that talking about like different gluten-free pretzels you know what i mean right and that and, that is the like, best hey no one's ever asked me about pretzels <laughs> no, no no and that, that's the thing is like that's the best phoebe bridgers interview i've heard and like she's been on a bunch of other pods she's been on um i mean she did like a asmr Jesus thing. and miro could never <laughs> right 
I went. So when I when I was with her last week for the before the Grammys, you know, I was like, hey, I, we really appreciate you coming on. I know you're like really overbooked, like you're on the Grammy campaign. And she said to me, she was like, honestly, that did not feel like work. I was happy to do it. Like it was mm-hmm. it was more than. And so it's like that's the response I want. Like that's the response we want. It's like I don't want you to. Like, even if it is a stop on your fucking press tour for whatever you have going on, I want you to leave feeling like it was a fun conversation where you didn't have to think about your, like, writing process or your, you know, your personal trauma mm-hmm. unless you wanted to. Unless that's where the right. conversation drifted right. naturally. Like, that is that is definitely uh, a, th- a thing that, like, especially when you get people that are on press stuff. And, like, I've had things where I'm in a Zoom call and there's, you know, a black square box that is their publicist. And, oh, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden the camera yeah. goes on and they're like, hey, all right, in 10 minutes we have uh, People magazine, <laughs> so we need we need to wrap. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And I'm like, did they just text their publicist? Like, it's, right, you know, right, we're, right. we're at 10 minutes to the hour. Like, am I a dud? Mm. Like, what is this? What is this shit that's <laughs> popping? Damn, it sounds like you've been on a lot of these bad dates here, Jeremy. <laughs> well, I feel bad for you. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeremy's very experienced. It's well, I think though, I think also though, you're, it's just, um, yeah, it, it just depends on, on who you're dealing with and what their experience level is with podcasting and if they listen or they understand the reach. And I think the bigger the celebrity you get, the less they understand any of that, nor do they care. So it's like that, that I think we're dealing with a lot of people who are hyper aware of the medium and what it can mean and what, what, uh, yeah, how far it yeah, can Yeah. I mean, go. cause we, um, I think we're now, I'm trying to think how many pods we've done. I think maybe it's like 160 or 170 or whatever. And I've been doing the pod for almost five years. And you guys just hit your one year. And today was episode 159. That's right. <laughs> That's not, I mean, it's not a competition. No, 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 no. I don't mean it like that at all. I'm, I'm more, but if it were, we won. <laughs> but, you know. It's true. <laughs> yeah. No, I, mean, I don't no, want to, no. I don't want to point fingers, but. <laughs> I'm pointing them inward. But I think like that's that's the thing because even other people I know who make pods or people in the industry, like I- I'm curious, like how long are you guys going to be able to maintain the momentum? Because the thing is, both of you are already like cultural personalities on, on your own, mm-hmm. versus like you make a podcast to become one. Right, right, right. Uh, hmm. That. <laughs> That's the power of how long gone. Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. I, 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 I just think. No, I mean, I think this is Jason. I've talked about this a lot, though. I think, I, and and Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're just kind of like locked in, and this is what we're doing, and we're both like extremely busy with other work. But it just, it's fine. It just, it, it's, it's getting done, and people are responding well, and it's leading to bigger opportunities. So, like, why would we back off unless there, unless Jason finally got COVID? Like, what's yeah? The, to me, what's the point? it's actually as time progresses and the show grows it will actually get easier because the more the more it grows the more i'm able to only mm-hmm. focus on the podcast and the less i'll have to you know get get my income or whatever from other sources it's only going to get easier so ideally if the show keeps growing a year from now it gets even bigger i can say no to every other thing and just focus on on this all day and then spend the rest of my time cooking up some tofu for chris working on my fitness <laughs> i mean the other exactly i mean there's there's i i just don't i mean the response to this has been pretty overwhelming and i think that the if we were doing it once a week it could have taken us two years 
to get to the place we're at now as as far as like brand recognition and like following and stuff and i i just mm-hmm. think that this this really works for us and i mean i guess it does seem crazy but also like i, I don't jason does it does it ever feel that crazy to you because you're locked to the machine a little more than i am so does it ever feel mm, actually I mean, crazy to you if it not really it doesn't really feel that crazy for me we have a, a good schedule and workflow work worked in and like now now that we are busier i just as long as you set aside the the, the amount of time and you stick to it it's totally fine the only time it ever gets crazy like i produce other podcasts and do some other stuff on the side it's just like some days it rains and it pours and it all comes at the same time and that can be a little overwhelming but you know as long as you stick to the schedule and, and get everything on the calendar it's 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 pretty fucking easy compared to the average job. Yeah. What like it cuz you've been in the pod game longer than anyone I know. From Tall Tales. I mean, when when did Tall Tales start? That's right. You know I only you know I only <laughs> link up with triple OGs, Jeremy. That's what my the key to my success. You got to tap in with Jason if you want to start a podcast. Just let all your little all your listeners know. You got to tap in with Jason if you're thinking about yeah, downloading Anchor. I don't know Anchor. when it started. It must have been, I don't know, like 2012 or something like that. Yeah, <clears> so <throat> like you and Mark Marin. It was me and Mark Marin. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm, I'm trying to go back. And, and then that's kind of where Chris and I got the inspiration to start the show. Is he was always a very frequent guest on the show back in the day. Yeah, 2012, I think was when we started maybe 2011 um so yeah i've been potting for a long time but you know before it was always kind of like a little fun side project while i was doing other stuff so i never really took it completely seriously never really edited it did did much you know it was more of like a fun way to hang out with your friends and everything and then you know eventually died out but you know we're chris and i really treat this kind of as a job we make time for it we prioritize it above everything and you know because of quarantine happening and having a little extra time you know at the beginning of it compared to now you know i just i was able to sit down and focus on it and and really really go for it thank thankfully thank god for covid (laughs) thank god for covid i mean i think this was jason's i mean i think jason's truly called to do this in, in a lot of ways um and i think that that is just you know sometimes you're too early to something um, and then it kind of like shakes out later in life, um, you, which I, I, that's what this feels like. Like Tall Tales was really ahead of its time. There were some great guests. It was really fun to be on it. People cared, but it was just like a little too early. Um, and I think mm. that now, now we're in like the, the sweet spot. I mean, I think the, 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 the podcasting business has a long way to go because no one's making fucking real, real bread yet, et cetera, et cetera. But like, w- this is we're in the pipeline now. Whereas back then, I don't think a pipeline was built yet. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Uh, a buddy of mine mm. who's who's a big like how long gone stand was like, ask them, and this is a great question. Where's Jake Davis? <laughs> <laughs> Jake Davis, bro, I, I had was a playing with I- him yesterday. Yeah, I play tennis with him on Wednesday. I see Jake Davis twice a week, probably. If he's, he's not on the pod, incredible... I don't know if he exists. No, no, That's Jake would point. obviously, he would never do that. He would absolutely never give us the pleasure of that. But he is he is not only our tennis coach, but he's turned into an incredible chef. Like, really, really, really talented. Um, and, yeah, yeah he's he, basically. He would definitely, ba- he would sooner kiss me on the mouth than come on our <laughs> podcast. Yeah, he, he, uh. But he's really he has turned into our kind of de facto tennis coach. So he runs us through drills. He's got the ladder out. We're doing footwork. Um, 
Uh, honestly, he he's he really is. He's just a sweet member of the community. You, you know he's what I mean? The it's, splinter, it's, he's become the splinter to our Donatello and Michelangelo. Oh, exactly. Yeah, very true. Very true. Wow, that's a sensei vibe right there. It, it really no, vibe. honestly. That is kind of Jake has all. I mean, you know, we've been friends for a long time and we worked together for a long time. But his he has really aged into this kind of like uh, Jason again. Like this sounds reasonable, but he's like a he's like a sensei. But it's also just everything is very very thoughtful and feels like very. He's he's two years older than me. It's not like the guy's fifty years old. But I just his advice mm-hmm. is his advice is very sage. He see it's very mm-hmm. measured. He's a very because we work out together a lot and even like. The way I can get a little manic and like try to brush through something, he's very calm and collected and breathing and measured. So it's just like a, it's nice to be around that. That's a different approach to life than me for sure. Um, <laughs> so it's so it's I feel like it's very grounding in a nice way. But he's great. He's great. Oh, yeah, I, it's it's funny because like I think a lot of people, especially now, where like in terms of like clothes and shit, basically a lot of people are getting back into suits again. A lot of people like talking about hashtag menswear sort of coming back. And mm-hmm. the person for me who I think like launched that whole thing was like Jake Davis and the test shots. So everyone's like, for sure. where's Jake Davis? Where's the test shots? Well, is it coming back? Look, if you guys want to get it, if any of you brands want to get in touch with Jake Davis, you can contact Chris Black directly <laughs> and we will see what those those numbers do. And then we can get back to you shortly. Um, just, just let me know. But I know Jake's responsible for a lot and Jake's responsible for a lot for me personally. I mean, you know, he was one of my early friends in New York. He put me onto so much stuff. He introduced me to so many people that I'm still friends with now. So he's a he's a very important person in my life, and I think that will just always continue. You know, what I mean, work whether we're working together or not. Yeah, on on New York, mm-hmm. you're you're still you're going to keep up the dual residence thing. Yeah, baby, it's 2021. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I just, I mean, look, I I don't know what the future holds. I mean, part part of the reason I'm here is is because it's the things I care about are easier to accomplish here, which is basically improving my tennis game and working out. Um, Jason is here. Um, it makes this stuff easier. I think it's better for us to just be around each other more. Just, I, I think it's, it's helpful for, for everything. Um, and New York mm-hmm. is going to be the greatest place in the world in like three months. Like the summer in New York's going to be absolutely unhinged, you know? So there's, I, and I also work wise, like I'm going to have to go back. You know what I mean? So it's like, I might as well keep it, and and who knows? I, I don't, you know, if I could do both forever, I would. That's the dream. That's always been what I've wanted to do. You know, so um, once again, thank you to, you know, thank you to the COVID-19 virus. And I'm able to do that. So, you know, there's ups and there's downs, bro. There's ups and there's downs. But you got a car, right? Oh, at least at least an automobile. That's right. Okay. So w- that's right. If when you pop back over to New York, what are you going to do with the car? I have a par- I have a parking space. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, or I can park it at Jason's. Out in the suburbs, they don't do street cleaning, so we're good. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you park it here. I won't even charge you or anything. Not $10. I thought I, he said $10 a day, but he's being nice because we're on, we're on the microphone now. That's, that's sweet, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, because bo- both of your guys' dynamic, there's, there's a, a little bit of an artistic torch that's being passed back and forth to each other. <laughs> so, if, if that's the case... Which one of you would be Art Garfunkel and which one of you would be Paul Simon? Whoa. Mm. Jason, what do you think? I think that I don't know enough about Simon and Garfunkel (laughs) to really offer an educated guess on there. I know that 
you Jason, know. let me put in words you would understand. Which chain smoker would you be? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, I obviously know I'm familiar with both of those people, but, you know, as they pertain to us, you know, I really don't want to be either of them. Not really a fan, unfortunately. Yeah. What? Still crazy after all these years? Are you kidding me, bro? Paul Simon? I'm Paul Simon. Let me just take it. Let me just take this from him. <laughs> I- I'm Paul Simon. He's Art Garfunkel. I okay. mean, yeah, that, I mean, you know, that's some Woody Allen music. I don't listen to that shit, what? Chris. <laughs> I would never throw don't do that. Those two American legends do, into the pedophile do not come ring. for them. Do not do that. Do not do that to Simon and or Garfunkel, Jason. Sorry, it's not. Wait, Garfunkel's a pedophile? No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Jeremy. You're making this too easy. Come on, it's throwing throwing them in with Mr. Woody Allen, who. I know, I know, I know. We're playing a little 2D chess with you. Wait till it switches to five, Jeremy. <laughs> Speaking of, did you guys did you guys watch that that doc, Alan vs. Pharaoh? Of course, I di- I didn't. I don't care to be honest. It, I, I just feel like, I mean, I'm sure there's new information to some extent, but I just that story just doesn't interest me that much. I, I don't know. I I'm not like. I'm also not like a crazy Woody Allen fan. I don't really care about Mia Farrow. I, I just don't. I, I mean, you know, he made, I would say, five to six really great movies 30 years ago. Uh, and this stuff mm. is more than likely true. And it's a fucked up story. Yeah. And people just mm. love shit that is fucked up. I don't want to. That doesn't. Stuff like that just makes me feel bad. I don't want to. I don't want to mm-hmm, engage mm-hmm. In, in stuff like that. It just makes me feel. Why Why would I do that? Like, you're what not is into do wow for, porn. <laughs> Yeah, like what, what am I going to go, wow, it's exactly just like crazy. Wh- what am I going to do? What am I going to do with that information? Like tweet like everybody else like wow, Woody Allen is so fucked up. It's not there's nothing I can add to the conversation with that information and it's not a legacy I care about. So it's just kind of like a non-starter for me. Yeah, I guess for me like Woody Allen was like, "Oh man, I'm going to move to New York and be like Woody Allen." But then you're like, "Oh wait, maybe not." You know, like, yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't I don't think you have any stepchildren, but you, you've already you've already you've already missed the boat on that. So yeah, congratulations yeah, I, for dodging a bullet. Well, thank you. I, I, I live to serve. <laughs> <laughs> but work, I do Jeremy. think that, I think that it's just like anything else with, with, with stuff like that. It's like if it's somebody that you, you know, really care about or like, you know, the art has really touched you, then you're interested in a different way. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. I, I like those movies and they're great. And I think he's like an, I, he, he's iconic in many ways, but like, you know, I, it, it's, it's not going to, it's not going, I don't care about him or his life enough to like make mm-hmm. myself feel bad. It doesn't, it just doesn't, True. like, it doesn't affect me really. Well, you know what I mean? I see. I live in the suburbs now. So I'm like everyone else in the world. That's just like finding things and being like, I guess I should be mad about that. And you're like, okay, mm. let let me jump. You know, so, I mean, yeah, it's real. It's it's real. I mean, we we well, are all you know, Chris. For- Chris was hit really hard when the Delia stuff came out. So we all kind of have yeah, our ex- person, you know, where it affects exactly. us more than others. Not being not being able to see Delia's Chris Delia's G wagon <laughs> parked outside the comedy store when I drive by is is it's unsettling and it, it has taken me. It's it not does, easy though, to deal with. It has luckily made Yeezys in a size twelve more available for me personally. Um, so that has that has helped as far as like as far as undefeated goes. But um, I'm recovering. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Just want to check in on my on my day one. <laughs> on the topic of cancel culture, do you guys think there's anyone that's will never be canceled? Because I've heard multiple people tell me that 
for them, including our our homie Yasser Lester, saying that Michael Jackson is is invincible. Well, I agree with that. That doesn't count because he's dead. Well, I guess he's alive in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> he he. He's well, a- I, I think once you die, it makes you a lot easier to forgive. Mm. You know, you can't really punish anyone after they've, you know, killed themselves with uh, what was it? Was it fentanyl? I believe he Something was like a fentanyl that. daddy, like like many others. Uh, I think it was a that, I cocktail. think. I think that there's just, um, I you know, I, I'm starting to believe to it to an extent that it's, it's, um, if you have a tr- if you have a real fan base that just is going to believe you and doesn't care, none of this matters. It just doesn't matter. Like a lot of these people can go tour. Louis C.K. can sell his special direct. Like they're, they're like it's basically we live in a Substack and Patreon world now. No matter how big you are, so if if your true fan base considers you to be forgivable or they find or they don't believe the accuser of whatever the crime may be like you might not get the new york times profile you might not be playing seth myers or or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be but you can make a living as a musician and continue that career um and and i imagine would be you know if the song's big enough you can get forgiven for real you know what i mean yeah by jesus never by jesus no, no, no. I mean, I by mean, the, so you're I, saying Army Hammer could get an OnlyFans if times really exactly. get tough. Honestly, okay. Army Hammer, if he didn't, if he wasn't from a dynasty, he could get an OnlyFans, pull the hog out, and make a little cash. You know, and that's like, <laughs> you know, that's the country, that's the America I want. You know what I mean? I want you, I want everybody to be able to make a living however they however they can. You know, that's that's where we're at. But no, I mean, I think it's getting, I think that stuff's going to calm down to an extent when people have something to do, have something to look forward to have a little more positivity in their lives. I think we've gone through, you know, probably one of the craziest, it's the craziest thing the three of us will probably ever go through in our lifetimes. Agreed. Um, so I, and I've been so to Coachella. Yeah, a lot. You've been a few times. <laughs> what years were you at Coachella, just oh, as an yeah. aside? All of them. Did you see Bro, the Bro, if you remember, you weren't there. Play. Crosby oh, Stills? No, The Stills. <laughs> the Canadian... Great band. Fucking Great dope band. as hell Canadian band. Vice Records Great band. Great band. Um, I, I'm, I'm familiar with that band. I don't know if I ever saw them at Coachella, unfortunately. I mean, you don't really go to Coachella to watch the music. Sounds like shit. Unless, of course, it's Rihanna, Radiohead, or, uh, what, or Prince. Or actually George Harrison. That was probably my favorite one. I was on Mushrooms when George Harrison was playing. She was bombing. Wait, 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 wait. You saw George Harrison Wait, play? not, wait, not George Harrison. <laughs> Wrong one. Tame Impala, uh, you mean? No. <laughs> What's his uh what's his name from uh from Pink Floyd? Uh I don't know. <laughs> the, the George Harrison the angry Floyd. one or the Bro, I I saw that tour. That shit sucked. David Gilmore? No. Bro, that shit sucks. Type type that up, man. Who is it? I, let me hear those No, no, Roger Waters. Oh, Roger Waters. Roger Waters? Bro, are you that whack? I didn't know you would get a chub for Roger Waters at Coachella. Or was this the old Chella? Bro, I was on mushrooms. I don't care. I, what, Roger wait, Waters that, or, can slap it. Mm. I, I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he is not a, a an axe man. I, I'm just saying that's not that's tough for me to get excited about. Um, that's fine. <laughs> you gotta open your. You gotta open your fucking mind, bro. I I've been told that before. Well, I mean, but yeah, you don't. But yeah, moral of the story: you don't go to Coachella to watch the music unless you're a fucking loser or you live in Iowa or something, and it's the only time you're gonna be able to see bands. Play. My name yeah. is Jeremy Kirkland. Yeah, J- I have seen. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Jason's Jason's going there. Jason's going there to do ketamine and talk to influencers. So it's a it's just a different. Right. It's a di- Jason's post up at the Revolve House with a lot of wristbands on, and they're coming to him. Mm. Mm. Uh, Chris gets it. As you guys go through your your quarantine and you're looking for tunes to listen to, separate from your Spotify show. What's the last album that you're like, I keep coming back to this album, whether it's because of the mood you're in or what? Because I'm not asking you to list the greatest. I'm just saying like something you just keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, Ooh. Jeremy, it's, 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 it's that it's the Sun June album somewhere. Oh, um, I've rinsed that. Like I've listened to that a lot. I still listen to it all the time. Not that it's like old, old, but it's been out now for like, you know, three months or something. I listen to that quite a lot. Just like two years in the music industry right now. Mm, well, I mean, and what else? I mean, that's kind of that. That's something new that I've been like, wow, this is actually that good. And I've listened to it over and over and over and told people about it. And I like, care for it for it to succeed. You don't have your, um, your highway one classic that you pop up. Oh, like a classic classic could be. Oh, Green by R.E.M. absolutely gets fucking rinsed. You Forget It in People by Broken Social Scene gets fucking rinsed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I the, the Heim record still gets rinsed. Riot City Blues by Primal Scream. Those are always. all some very polarizing different eras, too, that you're... Bro, I, I, I contain multitudes, okay? <laughs> Jason? Have you Damn, met don't... Yeah, Jason, what do you listen to besides Tiesto? Uh... Pretty much just DJ Tiesto lately. Um, and I mean, during quarantine specifically, it's been kind of the mood. But I also, I mean, we we listened to that Adrian Lenker record a lot oh, yeah. this past month. I revisited lately and it's, I've been playing it a lot, uh, Smashing Pumpkin Siamese Dream. That's getting a lot of play out of me lately. I'm going to add that uh, to my Spotify playlist right now, actually. I keep forgetting. Uh, Siamese Dream is... Is is like is a record like that because at least for me that invoked like me learning how to play cherub rock on the guitar, which then is like mm-hmm. all the different aspects of my youth and like trying to play music where you know being then being obsessed with trying to find a zero t shirt, um, you know, like <laughs> do you guys remember that shit? Yeah, yeah like that was legendary. Yeah, of course. Oh, that was a big shirt. Yeah, uh, big shirt. Now yeah, Tra- I remember now, being now Travis like, Scott wears it. Does he really? So it's over, but oh, for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember being like a little kid BMXing with like the the older neighborhood teens, and one one of them was wearing a Smashing Pumpkin shirt, and I had never heard of them or knew anything about. It, it was before like it was like Gish era. I oh think. damn! Okay. So and I was like, "There's a band called the Smashing Pumpkins. Damn, this is the sickest thing I've ever heard of." And then, you know, but then I had nothing to, yeah, no way to do anything about that. I had to like go to a record store and ask my mom to buy me a CD or whatever. And then maybe fall in love with them versus just smash that Spotify button. That's only my only on gripe. Can you check out new artists? <laughs> <laughs> That's my only gripe with like music now, and in essence, and like I'm like I guess becoming a curmudgeon in the sense that like you used to have to really work to get the tunes you wanted. Like I I even remember trying to get you know what was it like a fucking it was like Incubus's Science record you know and I. <laughs> Which science kind of slaps? Jeremy, by the way. science slaps. Jeremy, Jeremy, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna edit this, right? Okay, that's it's your look. It's your show. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm it's not. Show, I'm bro. not talking about make yourself. I'm talking about science with 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter doesn't, which yeah, album yeah. you're talking. About. That's I'm like, well, I don't know the things. different. I, didn't, I don't. You think I know the names of their albums? Like, are you crazy? Yeah, but you guys are all <laughs> into that math rock. I'm talking time signatures in and out of seven three. We got some bizarro stuff. This ain't some Boyd Tinsley violin shit. <laughs> I, Jeremy, look, I what's believe- the name of the DJ in in Incubus? I don't know. DJ Cool Guy. I don't pay attention to that shit. That's not real music. <laughs> <laughs> wow it's not real I'm music kidding. i'm kidding well jeremy people call- have been having that gripe since the dawn of time you know when cds came out when cassettes came out when vinyl came out you know that's just how it is we're gonna it's we're always gonna be complaining about the kids nowadays they didn't have to work hard enough the way we did that's how it is it's and it's fine yeah i the, don't like the it DJ uh, you know i don't like it Incubus is 48 years old. He's from Pennsylvania. Just let you guys know. <laughs> Did you just look him up? That's the best His thing. His name is Chris Kilmore. Oh. And he's aged pretty well. All right. There we go. That's a good name. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, important info. Dude, if you are a band mm-hmm. that popped in the 90s, you can also make far more money than you ever did by being a band that basically plays rich millennial dudes birthday parties. Like. Oh, yeah. I mean. Do you know, well, have I mean, an example at, of that, dude? Uh, yeah, it's a well, a, an acquaintance of mine. Sugar Ray, <laughs> an acquaintance of mine booked like booked Weezer to play his company's bash, and they paid Weezer about three hundred k to do their show, mm. which is like, oh. I mean, at the time, it's pretty that's, damn good. No, that's oh, great. Yeah. I mean, th- isn't that how the the first episode of Silicon Valley starts off? They're at a, a like a tech bro conference party and kid rock is playing i believe so i thought that summed it up pretty well <laughs> shit i i mean i i think that was my whole thing when the re- re- reunion started happening i was like look if you didn't make money first the first time then like all right you should be able to do this you know you mm-hmm. should be able to go cash out because you never got to do it because and, and now but i mean it's getting out of control it's definitely getting out of control but also like we knew that was going to happen you know yeah like don't get me started mm-hmm. on the bullshit of daft punk like air quote breaking up it's like, first off, you Ooh. haven't done a record in years, so no one is really like losing their mind over you right now. The last bigger thing mm. you did was a soundtrack or was a song with The Weeknd. So like you're still cashing your publishing check. And it's basically like mm. now they can come back in a couple of years and say, hey, we're going to do a reunion tour and charge, you know, 300 bucks a head and crush it. That is absolutely what they're doing. And Jason's going to take $300 out of the how long gone till <laughs> to get his ticket. That's for fucking sure. Don't be hating on Daft Punk. They're goddamn legends. See, that's the thing, right? They're the Simon uh, and Garfunkel of our generation. <laughs> I don't hate on Daft Punk. I just think they're. I think the concept now of like music is also falling into like this weird concept of like supreme and like drop culture, where it's like you got to get it while it's there. I mean, I there's a buddy of mine, and you know, we we talked because we kind of intersected different labels and stuff, to where they want to release an album and then take it away. Where it's like you oh, gotta yeah. listen to it now, and then it's it's essentially gonna expire, uh, and then, right. then you get to jump on it again. Like when you I had mean, to watch Minari as the screener in twenty four hours. Am I right, Academy <laughs> listeners? Yeah, Academy Hive, please stand up. I mean, yeah. oh God, you know, live music. I, you know, a little part of me but, is, a, but who cares? But why? Why did you just so so just because Daft Punk broke mm-hmm. up? You have a, I, I sense some some sting in your voice about that. So a, a band is not even allowed to break up anymore. 
No, that- he's saying that he's saying that it's a cash grab for two years from now when they want to do a reunion tour. Yeah, I mean, which he's right. But why? So why do you say that about Daft Punk specifically and not any band that breaks up? Brands, you know, thousands of bands break up every What's day. What's the recent biggest band that you know of that just broke up? I don't fucking Daft know. Punk. But I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, I'm, I'm just saying just because just because a band uh, just because a band hey man breaks up doesn't mean that I'm not coming for the trying to get a cash. I'm card. not going after them, but like I know I just have to defend you know as an EDM, um you know spokesperson well, I have to and also know, stick look up for my, I my I also will, will give serious credit to DJs in the sense that one you basically are destroying absolutely obliterating your hearing and you're being forced to kind of repaint Picasso's all day like that that's and and turn that into a Picasso <laughs> itself no it's a high art I'm not gonna I'm not trying to throw you guys under the bus um okay but don't you guys I'm on this call but um do not do that when when I when I was at Matador um I remember we had signed Sonic Youth not me but like they uh us as a mm-hmm. label were there and Thurston Moore was walking around and he was like kind of uh you know d- appeared to be in a bit of a mood because all the pavement reunion shows had like pre-sold out before that like they were even able to publicly announce them and he had joked on more than one occasion but like started to get more serious that like the biggest regret he has in his career as Thurston Moore Sonic Youth was not breaking up um because then shit yeah like then they could come back and do like hey we're gonna do ripped and we're gonna do all these other things people like take my money i mean mm-hmm. i just think our i think bands kind of and, and i mean the music industry i would i guess smarten up is is generous but it's like people want to hear the one record you know what i mean like the, the the record all the way through thing like that is a smart decision like i if if I go see Third Eye Blind, you know which record I want to hear. I don't want to hear fucking six new songs. I don't want to hear the shit. I want to hear the one record mm-hmm. front to back. Let me go home. Take $100. I don't care. Like, I, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously, I wouldn't pay. <laughs> I would be on the list. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, and and it's but it's just it, it is it is just smart business to me. I To me, it's smart business. And at first, I was like, it's so lame. And then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, what do I actually want to see? It's like actually that makes sense. It's like that's what you want to see, you know, and that and that makes it everybody happy, and the whole thing is just easier. Dude, mm. the dudes from Presidents of the United States of America, of America would go out and they would play Lump and basically collect a check for like fifty k for just basically playing one song at somebody's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I I what um, song it was when Vanessa Carlton plays. She she's like, yeah, I just I play the hit first and i'm like all right if that's all you wanted like you're free to go and now i'll kick into the set and it's fucking Mm -hmm. funny and people really respond to it and like really like that but i think that that like you have to play those songs for the rest of your life that's what you have to do like you that's what you have to do and and you know it's hard to feel sorry for musicians it's hard to feel sorry for someone making a lot of money for for you know playing a song they wrote when they were 18 it's hard to feel sorry for you but i I understand it's grating on the nerves after a while yeah i mean that's the other thing is like those guys like they're they're also like trapped in that age in the sense where like if all people love and idolize is you at this age I mean yeah you can't no no I mean it's it's a it's a gift and a curse I mean that's just what you have to deal with for the rest of your life and if you think you I mean to really reinvent yourself to the point where you can like reframe yourself to your fans and your public is is I mean there are definitely examples of that and people who have been able to do it but it's very very difficult and and it's like you know yeah. Uh, 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 
I just that that pressure must be immense. I'm glad to be a middling podcaster with no <laughs> discernible talent. I feel no pressure to elevate at any time, so it's it's better for me. Uh, this this can stay on. A buddy of mine plays uh in a this band that was massive in Britain, but then just kind of like took a took a bit of a break called. Ke- are you talking about the, Are you talking about the Kooks? No, no, this this was a band called Keen. Bravery. Keen. Keen. You're friends with Keen. Yeah. Bro, Keen had that big old slap though. Uh, somewhere hit. only we know. Yeah, that was just a Yeah, that's a fire song. <laughs> Great song. I think I did a Keen remix at some point. Really? In my in really? my career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yo, I, I bet I could get a uh, publishing clearance for them, throw it at the end of this track. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be necessary. <laughs> be like, yo, yo, are you cool if I play this at the end of my podcast? <laughs> It'll be like, uh, new phone, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them, the them jeans, the them jeans re-edit from 2013. We didn't know we approved this the first time. Uh, yeah, they, there's a good chance they didn't. I still got paid, a, but it may, it may have not ended up uh, seeing the light of day. What about Keen? Oh, uh, so yeah, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> That's but, the name of the documentary, I'm sure. But basically, like he's sitting pretty, and now he spends a lot of his time being a. Uh, like he he does like additional like song composition stuff and then he helps songwriters write stuff and then you know like he used to submit little songs to like Max Martin and stuff here and there but mm, a lot of those okay. things you'd get it and then like the Max Martin machine juggernaut would use an eighth of it and then also pay him a sixteenth yeah. of what he wanted mm-hmm. you know so he'd be like cool that that sound that thing run through the envelope filter right there on the Beyonce song like yeah I, I did that mm-hmm. um well, you know, well, I'm sure he's able to fall back on his roofing <laughs> the, if the bread isn't hitting right, you know? He's got a tea shop over there, you know what I mean? But, I mean, I think it is all about the, the splits, you know what I mean, and how, how you keep that business tight because you can live off that stuff forever. I mean, you know that. So one of the other things I want to talk to you about is right now, I don't think it's ever been trend more trendier or whatever that is, but it's never been cooler to, like, be sober. And I think people are like really trying to jump on this like sober bandwagon, like it's a cool kid club. When really, for a lot of other people, it is makes me sick to my stomach. Exactly right, and it, it's it's not really like an exhibitionist game. Um, but I was curious because you know you guys uh, have have had various lives that you choose not to embrace anymore. Um, I still do. <laughs> well. <laughs> It's just just Chris is the only okay. one. Okay. Well, well, Chris, I'm I'm curious. How- I do drink less, but yeah, otherwise, yeah. I'm still. I'm I'm curious how you I feel mean, about that. I I just I mean that's, I mean I guess overall it's for the greater good. You know what I mean? But I I also think that like I don't know I I. I it's shocking to me when young people don't party. It's like that's I don't know when I was 22, 23, 24, like the thought of being sober and concerned with my mental health and doing yoga and shit like did not cross my mind, you know? So I think that it's, um, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it definitely does feel like a trend, but I, I feel like it's positive and it's like, I can't really disparage anyone for making that decision just cause I had to like, you know, <laughs> like be revived a couple times for me to get it. Doesn't mean that everyone has the to go. The decision was route. made for you exactly yeah the decision was made for me you know what i mean but i'm around i mean spending you know spending time with jason someone who's got a a pretty good control on it is you know it's like i think that's 
that that is such a more common thing that we don't hear about like people who are able to like yeah i drink like a normal person i smoke weed here and there i'll do mushrooms when i feel like it and like i don't have to do it every day you know what i mean i feel like it's now it's this very it's almost more polarizing now where it's like i'm either sober or i'm like doing ketamine in the park and there's that middle (laughs) ground that like actual normal place is not discussed as much anymore, which is is probably the most common place to to be for for most people. Yeah, I mean, I I will have a drink on occasion, but also like because I've been trying to, you know, hit the gym six days a week and find a way to be healthy. Oh, okay. Like I don't know how to do that stuff and just not feel like shit. Like like I I can barely even eat like French fries anymore without getting a little tum tum make in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> right that is real yeah. i'm that you is gotta real. stop eating fries so early is it sounds like the problem you shouldn't be eating them that early in the morning <laughs> no lunch no but i mean yeah. jason yeah no lunch jason, no breakfast sensible meal. jason's workout schedule unfortunately is affected by his consumption though Where, show me the lie jason <laughs> that is true but i also don't value working out as much as chris does i, I have prioritized food higher than chris and exercise lower than you guys are like reading through Mm -hmm. my my notes here because like that's the other stuff to talk to you about the the my fitness pal how long gone life (laughs) i mean it's it's also should be the name uh, of our podcast that's pretty funny this is chris my fitness pal what's up with your fitness pal chris black I've, I mean, there's, I've been called worse. I mean, I, I just think it's, it's, we like to talk about it because I think it's also something that like, it's an easy thing to talk about guests with because it's uh, to, to talk with guests about, I'm sorry, because you know, it's like everybody does something or they don't do something. And there's always a reason behind that. You know I mean? We had this, you know, we had this like young, like dime square model, um, on last week. And she, you know, at the end of the show, she's like, Oh, I played tennis in high school. I played with the Bob a lot. I played at Midtown Tennis. Like she clearly plays tennis for real. You know what I mean? It's like the last thing you would expect from this girl. Um, so it's like those things are are fun to talk about with people. And I think that we've always kind of, you know, it says a lot about a person, in my opinion. Like if you're if you're 35 years old and you don't exercise, like there's something going on there. You know, there, there's more there's more to unpack. I think. Um, but if you exercise yeah. obsessively, there's something going on there. Something to unpack. I I agree. I no no one's arguing. No one's know, arguing know, that. No one's arguing that. But yeah, Jason is not. Jason is not um on my level. But I also can't cook, and um he's a master. So it's you know I'm still not a certified personal trainer. Jason could probably go work in a kitchen if he was forced to. Jason, where'd you learn how to cook? Yeah, just self taught. Um, yeah. You know, watching uh, watching a lot of YouTube videos, Food Network when I was a kid, and you know, learning from Alton Brown, all that shit. Alton Brown, and then just cooking it up all in all my twenties. Real yeah, Georgia Alton shout Brown. Out. He's a chef out of oh, I know who he chef is. Out of Georgia, yeah. I know. <laughs> but uh, I think he's like been canceled now and has turned into like an old, not great person. Right, but right. you know, when I was watching that in in high school, you know, he I I learned almost everything, all the all the cooking methods from. Uh, Okay, here's here's your real cooking question. How do you scramble an egg? Walk me through this. Uh, I I do I do two either two ways. Sometimes I like to do I like to do it either extremely fast or extremely slow. Not not so much in the middle. But if I have time and I feel <laughs> that's hold on hold on. Sorry, that sounds like 
Jason's sexual intercourse method as well, but continue, Jason. Continue. <laughs> will Will there be a through line connecting the two, Chris? <laughs> Only time will tell as this tale unfolds. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. So, you know, after, you know, a, get a couple drinks in those eggs, take them back to the kitchen, you know what I'm saying? No. Um, uh, so I'll, I'll do a slow where very low heat on the pan, melt the, melt the butter. The eggs are are whisked with a fork, not with a whisk or chopsticks. If you you know are so inclined, those actually work really well. Do you and add milk cook it on to low. your eggs, or do you cook them? No milk, no no milk to the eggs. Butter only. I do. I add milk to my glass. Give it a chug <laughs> while because it does take a long time for the the slow soft scramble to go. So you do need to kind of. <laughs> he basically yeah he chooses hydrated. this. The, the slow, low and slow method, so he can drink a full eighteen ounces of ice cold cow's milk, full fat, um, mm-hmm. to warm him, warm his tummy up for the egg. Yo, red egg top lifestyle. To pre- to pre- okay, prepare the butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cream is at the top, Jeremy. You understand? <laughs> but yeah, just real slow. Keep him like to the point where it takes you know fifteen minutes for the eggs to cook. You want it to be this real, real kind of soupy guy. You know, plate it up into a very small bowl. No, don't salt it and pepper it. Or pepper it until the very end. That's right. You know, maybe a little bit of, you know, a, a drizzle of olive oil if you have a good olive oil around. And that's it. Or if you do it the fast way, you know, medium high heat, let it rip for like five minutes. Um, olive oil goes in and a little butter at the end really quickly. And then whisked eggs go into the pan, stir it for, I mean, it takes less than 10 seconds. You just keep it, you just kind of keep it uh, the center. Um, untouched and then you kind of scoop in you know in a clockwise manner all on the outside and then it all comes together in you know five to six seconds and then straight from the pan right into the plate so it doesn't overcook uh you know residually in the pan damn that's some gordon ramsay style on and off the heat shit you got right there wrong yes yes yeah can you give us can you give us your beef wellington recipe next (laughs) i didn't expect you to really walk through it proper breakfast salted tilly tilly can come down from the upstairs um yeah that's my that that, that's how i love to do my eggs but i hardly ever eat scrambled eggs to be honest that's a tragedy because it is i love a scrambled egg the only time you know i guess if we 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 make breakfast for dinner sometimes at the crib so that it'll it'll go down for that but otherwise you know i don't i don't eat breakfast so i don't eat too many eggs I'll, i'll do a hard boiled egg for an afternoon snack, that's about it. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I, I can't do hard-boiled eggs. What about a deviled egg? You like a deviled egg? No, I, the, the mayo. I've never mayo just it fights with my tum tum, man. Mayo is disgusting. Trust, I, I stand with you. Jason will put mayo on a banana if he could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love mayonnaise. It's a great <laughs> condiment. One of the one of the top condiments in the game, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. But but I you know I do eat a lot of of Jason's cooking and luckily he is happy to tailor the meal to my specifications. Um, Which like are any good chef would vegan? Huh? No, I mean, how would you describe my eating style, TJ? Don't say stupid. His, pescatarian, maybe. His eating his eating style. Yeah, he he likes to be kind of light and clean. He does really like a crunch and a mush together. <laughs> So, and he also likes the complete meal. So if you're just like, here's your Sue bowl, he'll be like, thank you. That's awesome. That's great. But also like, let's talk about which chips are going into which guacamole beforehand. 
Let's yeah, see what course. the dessert story is going to be like. Do you have some little cucumber spears dressed in dill <laughs> and rice vinegar that I can maybe nibble on, a handful of macadamias, whatever it may be. Otherwise, he'll, his eyes will be left kind of darting around the room, you know, a plantain chip or something like that. The guy likes to crunch. I, well, I mean, you are pretty good at having an array of snacks available on the table uh, for perusing. Because, you know, lover. I find, and Jason, this isn't a shot at you. I think this is just a problem with food. It kind of takes a long time to make it. So it's a little, you know, it's like I get over you ever there. Heard of Swanson, my man? You know, Just hit up that frozen. T- I, no, <laughs> I go over there. I go over to his house. You know, I bring over uh-huh. a natural wine. I bring over dessert. And then I'm not eating for another hour and a half. You know, so if there wasn't mm-hmm. snacks, that's why I go to restaurants because they got me. They got to get me in and out. They, they don't have, they can't mm-hmm. socialize. They don't want it. They want yeah, Chris to come in, spend money and leave. True. Chris brings up a good point, but like honestly, I've been so busy lately with with work that I like I think a big reason why I got so good at cooking in my twenties was because I was a DJ, and you know I made enough money to have a healthy enough lifestyle, and I worked you know two and a half hours a week or something you know four hours a week. Um, so there was just every day I was like, well, it's three o'clock. I'll go to Whole Foods. Figure you know I want to make beef Wellington today or a lasagna or I want to learn how to make fried chicken, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I have the time and the means to do it. And I could do these long, you know, make make the pasta from scratch, make bread, whatever it is. And now I, I just don't have that much time. So it's kind of like when you would read like Anthony Bourdain's final book before he passed. And it was just like all these recipes for these quick things he'd make for his kids. And I'd be like, I don't want to fucking see Tony teaching me how to make some dumb bullshit food for kids. But then once you get older and you have no time, especially like he had no time, then I understand that now. But it's important to carve out time for those things that you love. So like on Sunday afternoon, we're recording a podcast in the morning and then I'll spend all day making a meal for myself and Chris and his partner, my partner and uh, Nomi Fry is coming over as well. Have a big, you know, that's a, a lot meal. of podcasts in that room. You guys got to watch out. <laughs> I mean, I know. make sure these cameras I- are not on. <laughs> It does. It does, though. I, when you talk about this, Jason, it does remind me of our of our simpler day. We, Jason and I used to spend a lot of time together, just hanging out, man. Like, like in the middle of the a lot day, of bullshitting. Just two guys with no jobs in L.A. on like a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Grab a coffee, and then it's just basically through dinner. There's, you know what I mean. You're hang, you, we mm-hmm. go to the gym sometimes. It was a lot of just kicking around, hanging out. Um, mm-hmm. which is tr- yeah, you say, which is I, I could eat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we've monetized it now at least, but I feel like there were just lost years there where it was just kind of like hanging out, you know. Um yeah. and this wasn't our early 20s, you know what I'm saying? This is like our early 30s. <laughs> so it's but that's a that's a, a product of our lifestyles, I think. I'm a, I'm a renaissance man in some ways, but definitely not. Have you ran a marathon? Absolutely not. Yeah, me either, cuz that's bullshit. This guy can this guy I've this, had some marathon can, eating sessions. <laughs> he sat for 24 hours off molly probably a couple times you know i've done a couple it. marathon dj sets mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. all right I, i've never have to take I've, more than one bathroom break i've never run a marathon either though it doesn't really interest me it doesn't seem good for the physique it's just for personal accomplishment like it doesn't make your body look good uh, it also is going to destroy your knees just obliterate your yeah, knees too- and as a tall podcast uh, we can't afford yeah. that uh you know yeah yeah, it's kind of our thing. So if we if we start losing height, that would yeah. Jeremy, be how tall are you? I'm five ten, so I'm a tiny kid. 
Mm, I'm sorry. You're not a tiny kid. That's a that's a good that's a that's above average for a man. That's a respectable it? that's a respectable height. It's not short king and it's not how long gone, but it's it's in a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. 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 So everyone knows that South by Southwest is happening right now. <laughs> no, nobody knows that. <laughs> no, well, that's the joke. But I heard there was. But I heard there uh, was a how long gone brand activation at South by. So I was curious if you guys wouldn't mind walking me through what that. Wait, what? Like. What the fuck I'm are you talking kidding. about? Is this a joke? No, well, I'm curious if you guys you guys have a brand activation at South by Southwest. Next to you know H next look- to HBO's entourage. Jeremy, is this some is this some UCB style improv that you're setting <laughs> us up for, not- or is this real information that you heard? <laughs> it is it is real as you want it to be. Wow! Wow! Thank you, my sensei. <laughs> Jason, what would it look like? Okay, I mean, I guess a brand activation for us would be, you know, we would probably do some type of live podcast we would maybe bring people up off the street and comment on the way their their bodies look and the way they talk <laughs> uh, there would probably be a, a food and beverage element to the activation who, who are your guests that are there of course so you got like you got eric andre you got um nope all right no i'm all set on andre um <laughs> no we're gonna andre. have I don't know who's going to... I mean, it's going to be musical we're gonna performances. Have, we're going to have Liam Gallagher and Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's How Long Gone Across the Pond in Austin featuring Liam Gallagher and Gordon Ramsay. Um, and, I would watch those uh, guys do anything together. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, I we are in the process of, of ideating and, and formatting what a live show would look like for us. So I think that it is, it, it's something we've been thinking about a lot. Um, and mm-hmm. Jason keeps pushing for Gallagher, like uh watermelon smashing, um, which it, I yeah. unfortunately have to reject no. as a big <laughs> yeah, hand. There's washer. more than one Gallagher, Chris. I have to keep reminding him. Yes, but I, Mm-hmm. I, the first three that, rows, of course, you'll have to have a waiver and a poncho. Of course, we 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 issue you a half green, half blue poncho upon entry. Um, just share a ticket stub. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the yeah. the um, we can't say a splash zone, but it is a splash zone. I've never right, so. seen a live podcast though. Like I know they've happened and they were happening. Have you been to one before? Uh, I fortunately and unfortunately have. I I went to <laughs> the my favorite murder thing with my wife. Uh, by the way, they sold out King's Oof. Theater like four nights in a row. Arcade Fire can't even do that. <laughs> God, that's those heifers dark. are onto something, aren't they? Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, I did that one night, which was—I mean, it's crazy because you think about so much of like the music business and everything is like your crew and your production and your front of house and yeah. all that other stuff. And like, I mean, that takes up a ton of your money. And they had two chairs no way that they brought them so they were there they had two handheld mics which i'd be shocked that they brought they were also there and georgia mm-hmm. and th- then they just walked out and started talking mm-hmm. and they talked about some stuff and then a couple times they had you know may- maybe a little keynote slideshow in the background over yeah. some things and that that was it and and keynote comes free with any MacBook, <laughs> That's right? Also true. Yeah, it does. It does. How long was this performance? An hour? Hour and a half? Uh, it was about ninety minutes. 
Did they solve the murder? No. Well, and so that that show, which is a gar, <laughs> like just it's a gargantuan like juggernaut, is yeah. No, they huge. they talk about murders that already happened, and then they'll you know, and then they also will do. There's an aspect where like future. listeners will add like, "Hey, this weird thing happened," and so they'll kind of talk about it, mm-hmm. and you know, and then along the way, you learn more about Georgia and them, and like w- why she you know, her sobriety or whatever it is. But they are, Mm -hmm. they're very much a how long I used to hang out with Georgia back in Long Beach back in the day, actually. Yo, how many mysteries you got? Damn. I ain't telling you, bro. (laughs) Definitely ain't telling you. But I mean, like you were saying about in terms of production, you know, that was a big reason why whenever somebody would make fun of me for being a DJ, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, guess how many people I got to split all this money with? You know what I mean? And you know, the production is like, here's my USB stick. I stick it in. Where's my gray goose? Get blacked out. Go home. That's it. There's no there's no loading in and out or splitting the money. Well, also, like DJs can make way more money than your average band because you're also getting a ton of people to buy booze, which doesn't always happen at every concert. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Suck on that, RK yeah. Fire. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, nerds. They're, only, they're, they're selling top shelf teas. It's true. Have you been to a? Have you been to a? So oh yeah, that's no. The so I, I went to, to that one, and then I went to uh, Comedy Bang Bang Live. Uh, that was oh, when, I'm sorry. <laughs> which was actually pretty entertaining. It was Tim Heidecker, uh, who was a guest on there, and, and Scott Ackerman, and it's great. I mean, that was at the Gramercy Theater, and they did two nights there. How um, much was the ticket? Uh, 30 bucks and the 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 ticket for um i think the ticket for my favorite murder was like 60 i want to say yeah what yeah and damn it ain't tricking it it ain't tricking if you got it i guess my favorite mayback is more like it well they and it's funny because they they launched their like pod network and they're 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 crushing i mean you guys could easily you guys could easily do this and go on the road Yep. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's we've been talking about that since day one. Who's who's your opening act? I think we're talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> what's your fall? Never, what's your fall look like? I don't. I mean, I don't think we would ever really have an opening act per se. But if we did, maybe um, you know, our friend Mikey, he'll he'll come on and do a tight fifteen minutes of stand up just to get. Just to get the crowd kind of, you know, moistened for us. Oh. But otherwise, you know, we're the we're Wait, the whole Mikey, show, Mikey, Mikey, the model guy, punk punk rock Christian yes. DC. Yes, yes. I fucking yes, love yes. that guy. He's As great. Do I. And when when we were we when we were doing um, some episodes of our show on Twitch, we had him come and kind of do. We did like a little green screen of like the comedy store, like brick oh, wall, I watched and, it. and and. and and then he just did his you know fucked up stand up for 10 minutes and you know making fun of us that was a big part of it and i think everyone really responded well to that so i would love to be in a scenario where he could come on the road and do a tight tight 10 15 at the top and do you guys think i like that too we'll pay him in red bull yeah cigarettes and red bull and don't talk (laughs) to us the question is does do you get does he get his own guest list because that's that's what it's about he doesn't Fuck have any friends. No. Yeah, he doesn't have any friends. What are you talking about? No, he doesn't get a guest list. I get 10 names. Jason gets three. He gets zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason he, Jason he, holds all the drink tickets, though, because that's his thing. Jason's drink mm-hmm. token guy. Mm. 
I got all the tokens, mm. Jeremy. Uh, but yeah, we don't we don't have any need for a guest list in any you know other other than like L.A. and New York. But you know if we're we're if we're playing in Tulsa, you know you're paying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's full yeah. retail. Neither of us this are guy, single, so we don't have any need to put bots on the list. This guy Michael Rapino is boosting my ego. You know what I'm saying? We're not. We're paying. You paying tonight? This is uh the only the only guest list that matters is L.A. and New York. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, it's true. obviously industry insiders, movers and shakers, celebrities, um, you know, a few friends if we have to. Uh, you know, Jason's family is here. I will allow him one guest list spot for his mother. Um, you know, and, and then we'll you know, we'll just we'll just we'll just get out there and let it rock, baby. Thanks for do you see <laughs> Do you see yourself uh also doing the green screen stuff? Because I feel like the best of how of how long gone for me is the highbrow cultural commentary on existing things that are happening. Yeah, I mean, I think that's we would love to do that, but I think we can incorporate that into a live show. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like make that. Li- yeah, yeah. That no, I think that has to be part of it. I mean, that's we we felt really comfortable doing that, and um, it, it's it's not that hard. I mean, you know, I'm online all fucking day. Jason's online a little less, but like collecting that stuff is not that difficult to have it, especially if you have a few days. So it's pretty easy to get that stuff and just have it ready to post up and for us to talk about it. It's it's fun, and you know. We tried with that particularly, and I imagine we'll continue to try to do this, is we don't like to show each other the stuff mm-hmm. beforehand. So it's a surprise when it comes on the screen, or as much of a surprise as it can be. So then we get real those mm-hmm. real, raw, real-time reactions. I don't want to use the word improv again, but yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah, the same, because I mean, because we do the same thing for like the, the music show. You know, we will we'll we'll all pick our songs, but we won't look at each other's playlist or listen to each other's songs um, because we want it to be a real, you know, organic first time discovery, just the way the listener is is getting as well. Yeah, it's just more interesting that way. Yeah, <laughs> and otherwise it's just boring. It just feels like a job instead of you know actual fun banter with your bro. You know the way that we are trying to actually emulate. We did a like a live show but i was like i like i didn't want to do anything that was like just like a, a live zoom thing like because there's a bunch of people that i watch on twitch and you got like people like paul Shear and like like comedians who have all kind of pivoted to twitch mm-hmm. which what they're doing is cool and the discussions are cool but like it's literally just broadcasting zoom so i was like okay i was mm-hmm. like let's find a way to like up this production value and my buddy herm who's done a lot of just kind of bizarro weird things used to play this like created this like bar game called chin to win which was um sounds like yeah, the herm i know which which is which is basically like uh guessing celebrity chins so you see a chin and then you got to guess who it is <laughs> and i was gonna ask cool. if that was the name of jay leno's autobiography <laughs> but he already he beat me to yeah. it. yeah chin to win with a bag of cool ranch doritos my man um but uh <laughs> But like it, it took off pretty well. But the problem is, like people are knocking off Chin to win now. Like so, what? Mm-hmm. My question is, what are you guys going to do when people start trying to knock off the HLG? Oh, please let them try. Yeah, I mean come that's, for the that's, crown. It's just the same, you know. Like what? What is? What is? What are the Sex Pistols going to do when everyone picks up a guitar and thinks I could do that? Go for it. Please. That's the reason why I got into podcasting. I listened to Mark Marin and Joe Rogan and Adam Kroll and whoever started doing it and said, 
you know, this is okay, but I feel like I can do better. And that's just, that's just how it is. And obviously that's how everyone feels. And, you know, 0.5% of them actually are able to create something successful. So yeah, the, the cream will rise to the top on it. I mean, you, you can, uh, you can't scale personality. Exactly. That's what I've been telling my parents my whole life. Yeah, it's just like you can be a podcaster. All you got to do is be, um, you know, a master conversationalist. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. And then, and then you have a chance at it. You know, you know, there's there's a lot of master violinists out there who ain't who ain't playing fucking Wembley or whatever. Yeah. You just. <laughs> Yo, by the way, I'm you know Wembley is eighty thousand people. Yeah. Damn Spot. right. I think I think Rose Bowl is close to that as well. Hey, can you imagine selling that shit out? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, baby, I can. No problem. So that's some no problem. Oasis <laughs> opens for us. So, some real Dave Grohl Foo Fighters shit right there. Don't talk about Dave Grohl. <laughs> dare Do not you? mention. I know. Don't mention that bozo in my ears. Not in my Bose QC thirty five twos. This is a Grohl free zone, bro. Um. All right. <laughs> yeah. Last thing. You guys are being forced to listen to a guilty pleasure guilty pleasure record. What is it? This is a record that you're probably ashamed to admit, but you also are like, no, 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 you gotta stand on it. I don't Damn. even I'm not embarrassed by anything. That's the problem. I, I don't like I just don't care. Right. Um, like do you fuck with Joshua Tree? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those you two there's some you two slappers in there. I mean that's not my shit, but they have amazing records. Um, yeah, Jason that's not a guilty pro- pleasure. That's the only good U2 record. <laughs> True. I, <laughs> Ain't nothing guilty about that. Quite the opposite. I don't know. I mean, it's for me, it's got to just be some like, probably some just like bubblegum, random pop shit like Ace of Base or Berlin or something like that is probably some of my guilty pleasure stuff like 80s power pop ballad type of shit. It's probably the only guilty stuff. Yo, but, I listened know. to Duran Duran, Ordinary World the other day and fucking started bawling mm-hmm. in the car. It's crazy. <laughs> Great song. Great song. Damn, you had a little Donnie Darko. I know, I'm serious. I, I nearly song. crashed the car. I was like, this hits so hard. That little mandolin too. No, it's an amazing song. I, I would rather just listen to, I, I'm happy. I think for me, it would be turning on just like top 40 radio. F- f- but like, I, I love, to, I mean, I just did an entire podcast about my love for the Goo Goo Dolls, so clearly I have no Which shame. Is pretty damn you know good, what I mean? By the so way. it's it's. Thank you. They did a good job, but it's like that. That's like great music to me. You can't tell me it's not. There's a reason why it's it's been in the zeitgeist for 20 years. You know, you can hear it at a grocery store everywhere you go. It's because it's that Dude, good. I wanted no shame. I wanted there. the Johnny Resnick haircut for years. I could never get that shit. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Luckily, I did. I did dodge that somehow. But I'm I'm glad you dodged it too. Yeah. Yeah, that that front bank. I just went bald before I could do anything. Whatevs. Maybe get the wig for Halloween this year. Now that COVID's Possible. canceled, we'll be back Good on the idea. streets in Gowanus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. I must say this has been an absolute pleasure. pleasure. Uh, I hope I didn't take up no, too much of your time. Thanks for having us. You've been listening to Blamo. Our show is produced by Blamo Media. Theme music, as always, by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. You can find us on Instagram at Blamo Podcast, or you can find me at The Kirkland. If you can't stop and need all the hot content, join us on Patreon for tons of exclusive episodes, 
our private Slack group, merch hookups, and all the fun you can ever imagine. There's also a book club on there. I mean, people are just doing their thing, and it's great. I'm Jeremy Kirkland. I'll see you next week.